Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab and thank you for tuning in. My name is Lisa Gumbo, your host, and I will be um, holding it down on this beautiful exclusive with Tina Lobondi, who's one of the designers who's really doing amazing things across um, the diaspora. Now, I got to meet and connect with a few great brands from the rest of the continent during the Mercedes-Benz um, shows, and it's my pleasure to have her joining us on our monthly designer exclusive. Now, the business behind fashion, as we know, is highly competitive. It's quite diverse, and these exclusives actually give us an opportunity to tap into different creative and business processes practiced by different brands in in essence, to achieve the same result, I'm sure all of us want to smile to the bank, we want to win, we want to grow, and we want to expand um, these businesses. Now, because of the pure fact that we set up Fashion Lab Radio to dissect the business behind fashion in order to provide a platform where growth and development within the African fashion industry can excel, this is the opportunity for brands to share their stories with, with more depth based on the fact that there are so many different narratives behind different brands, and obviously that's why the magic uh, happens right here through this, this exclusives. If you're tuning into the show for the first time and have some input around the business behind fashion in Africa, or you'd also love to join us on the show, email us at info at fashionlabafrica.com and we will respond. Now, before I introduce our special guests today, we are joined on the show by Morag Stan, who will be glamming up the show with her glam up. That's obviously for the dose of makeup and beauty tips. Our contributor uh, from New York, Edgy Benson, will also be joining us on the show um, with Echoes from New York uh, as we go through. Um, and just a quick reminder to you um, who are also tuned in, I've got my favorite segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So feel free to share with us your who's, your why's. That is the segment I call a red glass of we all know of wine. <laughs> so keep your tweets coming. We're at Fashion Lab AF, uh, share with us some of your favorite, um, sort of brands that are really doing amazing things, really pushing boundaries. Um, we are also, uh, looking forward to hearing from you as we continue on the show. We're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. Now on today's show, we are joined by a very special guest who has established her fashion label in Notting Hill, London in 2011. And, uh, she's combining African heritage with um, delicate French couture. She describes her designs as upmarket. The label focuses on class and innovation, producing exclusively five pieces per design, which unveils her limited, you know, availability and creates some sort of emotional connection to the brand. Now, allow me to welcome to the show Tina Lobondi. Tina, welcome to the show. Um, before we go on to the show, I'd like to welcome um, Edgy Benson as well. Edgy, welcome to the show, and it's nice to have you at the beginning so we can really uh, take this thing through and really get your input and your echoes as we go through the show. Thank you, Liz. And <laughs> Tina, welcome to the show. We are very um, Thank you so much. <laughs> happy to have you with us as well. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Now, before we go on, I normally we have to ask what you're wearing and why. So who are you wearing, Tina, and what's inspiring the look and be creative if you if you're not wearing <laughs> what's so creative today oh um I, t I try to to wear um different things but when i do wear tina lobondi um it just you know um, i get inspired by so many things i can't even um i mean let's talk about just today so today i'm wearing uh, a pencil skirt is with an african print and uh, 
from the new collection, so summer, um, spring summer 2017, and um, and that collection is inspired by um, like the royals of Congo. So I just wanted to uh, to you know to, to have a, a collection based on that. Fantastic. Um, and uh, Edgy, what are you wearing? I know you're creative with that. Let's let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Today I'm not really being super creative, but I'm wearing a pair of skinny jeans again. Again. <laughs> and a t shirt and a knit a little knit jacket over it. All right. So Tina, we are uh going to go back straight to you. Um and congratulations on your six years in the game. Um now oh, thank you so much. Yes. Now you know it's very important for us to share our stories, especially when it comes to the beginning of the brands, how they were born, why they're still alive and how they thrive to make business sense out of their brands. So let's start by talking about your fashion background from conception, just like a little bit of some highlights. Well, oh my God, it's been so long. Um, so how I started, um, well, I started fashion, first of all, uh, both in London and in Paris. Um, so, you know, I, I started fashion designing and um, because this is what I was passionate about. Um, I started the Tina Le Bondi about, um, you know, the interest on... African print was not great, so um, it was just a really good market to tap in and to, um, you know, just to be able to run Africa and to see the prints that we have. And uh, and obviously now it's blown up to global phenomena. So um, it's just it's just wonderful to to, to watch, you know, all the, the the new upcoming designers and all these people using African print with. Right. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so, it, you know, it just started because I wanted to um, to showcase a little bit of Congo into uh, in London. So what are your some of, what are some of your values as a brand? Um, well, the values, I would say that uh, definitely we try to keep the quality um, as good as possible. Hello. So quality and hello. Tina, can you hear us? You're, we are losing you a bit. So maybe you could just, Ooh. if you're not, if you're moving, maybe you want to be stable so that we don't yeah. lose you. Can you hear us though? Oh, are you, I, is everyone else I clear? I apologize. Can you hear me better now? Yes, better now. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. Perfect. Um, so the values of the brand, so it's definitely quality. That's something that I, you know, I wanted from the beginning because my goal, um, you know, when we started the brand was for me to, um, to be stuck in, in, in shops, you know, in shops that I liked, such as, you know, Browns in London or Wolf and Badger or, you know, these this high-end boutiques. Um, and to, in order to do that, I knew that I had to, um, you know, to, to have clothing that they would like and uh, for, the, for the clientele. So quality was, um, was the main um what was the main goal and uh, and also just being um original and innovative but um because i do women's wear i wanted to create things that um i could wear myself and i'll be proud of it so um my collections are usually very feminine and uh and elegant um but i always try to add a little bit of edginess to it okay Wow. So what do you, what do you care about? Um, what's your vision? Where are you going with the Tina Lobondi fashion brand? Um, I think we're growing, um, 
quite fast, especially because I started the uh, the SMB project for Congo now, and uh, and we're having this um, a couple of new design for T-shirts, which are limited to 100 pieces per um, per design, and uh, and we've had uh, Tandy Newton as brand ambassador. So it's just you know things are going really well, and um, I just want to to be able to. Um, I mean, we're selling globally at the moment. But just to be able to, you know, to up the game and 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 sell to more stores uh, on a global scale, and um, and hopefully focus on Congo and the fashion industry there uh, for the coming year. Um, I'm also producing um, Congo Fashion Week for the first time this year in October, so I'm very much looking forward to uh, to meeting, you know, the designers and the new talent and see what future we have um, for that industry in Kinshasa and uh, in Brazzaville. It's very interesting. Now, I want to say, okay, you source materials globally from India to Congo, then produce in Paris and London. One would ask yes. why. So what is the difference? I mean, why if one would ask if you just got everything in one place and pushed out the pieces quickly so you can get into the next story like a lot of brands are trying mm-hmm. to do, what, what, why, why the extra mile? Why do we have to go all over the place with this, with this, <laughs> with this sourcing? What is it about the materials that, that you know or what is it about the pieces and why why do you go the extra mile and what is it doing for for your brand um because to me like um in terms of african print first of all um the past because there's so many things want to you know to have um print which was too popular or you know already seen we're, yeah, Sina, I think we're losing you. Maybe we will um, just take a break, uh, a quick um, break, and or maybe just have you, uh, just maybe ha- call you again. We'll plug you in again okay. in a few minutes. No problem. Just, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Edgy? Yes, I'm here. Yes. Um, so it's great that we are having this conversation with Tina and uh, the fact that also, you know, what I love about brands like Tina's is that, you know, you go and set up in a different place from home, which is away from your comfort zone. And you have to find ways to really make yourself um, stand out, make yourself appeal in the game Hello. and, and still be able to, um, you know, to sell Tina. Welcome back. Oh yes. Sorry. <laughs> can you hear me better? Yes, we can. It's, I think your connection's not great, but we will make we will make everything work here. That's what we do. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not magical, but I kind of uh, think that we'll make it work. So, um, yeah. So what you were talking about is the prints and the fact that you want to do something a bit different. Exactly. So, um, because, you know, I was just trying to keep an eye on what's going on and uh, the prints that were being used. So I always try to use um, something I haven't seen much um, uh, out there. So I was just going all over the to, to look at different prints and what we can do, etc. So, um, but for this coming collection, I um, I will have one of my own prints, which uh, has not yet been released. Um, so, hello, Tina. I'm so sorry, but the connection's really bad. We can barely hear you. Oh, um, yeah, I think we... Um, okay. If you to do something on my phone, and if you call me just back in two minutes, that'd be amazing. Yes, we will plug you back in. Perfect. Okay. Th- thank, thank you. you. Thank you. 
That is uh, Tina Labondi we are talking to. Um, she is a fashion designer um, who has established in Notting Hill in London and has, has been combining her African her- heritage with delicate French couture. And uh, she's really doing amazing things. And we're hoping that we can plug her back. Uh, apologies for that bad line. Edgy, on the, in the meantime, what can you say so far? Well, I, I mean, I've been looking at her line. It's, 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 it's got great, um, a great marriage of Africa and, and Western, Western, uh, sensibilities in it. It's still very boldly African, so it's very good. Uh, it's very, it's very recognizable as an African brand. And as she was talking about sourcing, I mean, a few things from the conversation stand out. The fact that she's trying to, help produce Fashion Week in Congo. That's, I think, very laudable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Afri- Africa needs that. The more the more um, industry knowledge, the more industry awareness that is spread across the continent, I think it's very good. Mm-hmm. And then she was talking about sourcing. I, I can understand why she's, you know, moving sourcing around because uh, the sourcing map continues to change before it's like, heavily in, in Italy, and that's where you get the prestige. But now, because the prestige line is not really that defined anymore, but the quality line remains very defined. So you can produce in Africa, so long as quality is great, and you just be as good as anybody, you know? Yes. So, yeah, so sourcing, is, the, the sourcing map is always moving around because of, you know, pricing, quality, honesty. You know, believe it or not, Honesty is a big deal in how, in where people choose to source. You know, like, because you can't source in a place where they say, well, I'll deliver and they don't. <laughs> you know, and there are a lot of places like that. You know, I don't want to like name names, but you know, there are places with like really difficult situations in terms of sourcing. So I can see how people, uh, you know, how, how a designer would continue to, to, to change. But um, yeah, she's, she's quite on, on track. The line is great. Yes. Um, what I also, um, when I was touching, um, when, when I was just touching base on the fact that she's also in a different place. And obviously I feel sometimes that when you're set up in a different place from your comfort zone, it, it's almost like you have to work 10 times harder to be able to make sense of your brand, you know, put your presence out there without it been boxed up into the girl who's from wherever and i mean yeah so what are your echoes i mean around just like brands being able to prosper and actually grow and and succeed and really push their brands um beyond borders what are your thoughts on that especially because of the fact that i feel like sometimes the comfort of doing what you know what you're doing in your space that you've been in and you're so comfortable with sometimes brings in some sort of element of I've arrived or I'm okay or I'm comfortable. Let me just keep it here. What do you think? I think, I think, I think fashion is, is to be honest with you, quite borderless. The thing that makes, that gives fashion borders are quality awareness of trends. Those are where like, when you have those things, it doesn't matter where you, where you, it doesn't matter anymore where you are, where you are based. But I do understand that when you are in a foreign place, for instance, and you have to struggle with the idea of just being foreign and also <laughs> being able to ad- be identified 
it can be a struggle. But when you stay true to your identity, mm -hmm. so finding your own identity is very important. Once you have that, then you've got to push it, you know, find a way to push it. But once you're in the marketplace, or re like you come into the marketplace with a, with a product with that a is, product. that has, yeah, that yeah. has quality and has a certain awareness. So that means it's, it's, it's on trend. It's not like so far away. Yes. The market the market definitely would, would notice, but without caring where you come from. But be available in the market is important. Yes. Yeah. Tina, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I do apologize. I moved room, so I hope it will make a difference. Yeah, it, it sounds much better. We can have a better conversation. Now, thank you for joining us again, Tina. I want to talk about your brand product range. I mean, you seem very focused on the exclusive offer to your consumer, hence the five pieces per style and it's gone sort of concept. Now in a world where we are as brands, we are always looking for visibility. We are looking for expansion. How do you keep up with five pieces per style? I mean, do you feel like as much as you're offering that exclusive touch, you could be missing out on bigger sales, maybe especially of on your course. pieces. So why, no. so is that, so why is that? Why, why the decision to actually do that? Because my my main goal was never to, you know, to become a big um, wholesale brand. So, you know, that's never something I wanted. I always um, had the idea of having, you know, exclusive thing, which um, I started as a bespoke business. Um, so this is why, obviously, we had to... Um, to be more flexible because of the different stores that we worked with. And, you know, um, because actually when I started, I, I never wanted to have like um, four different sizes per, you know, per, per clothing for, to me in my head, it was just, okay, I'm going to make this design, maybe small, medium, large, and that'll be it. Uh, but obviously on a business, um, on a business level, you can't really think like this because, you know, we're working with, I think eight stores at the moment, um, and they they all have different needs, and you know um, some of them will want um, more pieces, and like um, so it's it's a higher demand, and we just try to keep um, to to exclusive designs for each stores, um, so then we kind of keep um, the, the you know the bespoke uh, initial idea um, in, into the, uh, the the projects, but um, yeah, of course it, it it's really it's, it's hard. Um, but this is just something we wanted for for the brand, um, and uh, and I hope we you know we'll be able to to remain like this because um, it, that was important to me from the beginning. But don't you think, from a business perspective, also starting something and wanting to be small, I mean, mm -hmm. like is that is that, don't you think that that's also limiting in the sense that whatever you start as, especially from a business perspective, you really need to it needs to fly, to grow, Other, yeah. <laughs> Of course, and I completely understand that. Maybe it's just my creative mind. Uh, you know, we, we, we like to keep things for, you know, for ourselves because I never in a million year imagined um, where the brand would be today because, I don't know, it it just happened. And, um, and we were blessed enough to, you know, to work with amazing people around, along the way. Um, I just never you know, picture my brand to, you know, to become a global brand. So that aspect of, you know, uh, producing maybe 100 pieces per design never crossed my mind. And I actually, it wasn't appealing to me. So be, maybe I'm just thinking um, about this business from my own perspective. 
but um, it, it's just something that I want to to keep on as long as I can. Yeah, Edgy, uh, yes, I'd like mm-hmm. to also just get Edgy's um, feedback on that um, because I feel like as brands, one of the things that I think is happening, especially when I observe closely, because my my the market that I can say I understand is the African fashion industry and how things are happening on the ground here so far. And I feel like sometimes what we do is we a lot of creatives forget that you have to have to start tapping into the business side of you, even though we say we didn't have it, or sometimes we wake up and say, well, I'm just a creative. But the truth of the matter is worst case scenario, get a business manager, because at the end of the day, when you start something as beautiful as whatever you're doing, Tina and all the other brands who are building their brands out there, the fact that you feel that you want to be small and exclusive is refreshing. However, from a business scope, it's not going to, we would we wouldn't win in that uh, in that case. Edge, you share your thoughts with me a bit on on how we are operating as creatives, but sometimes we get so consumed and forget that we're actually running businesses. Well, I think fashion is an ecosystem. Um, I, I think it's very important for us as designers to understand that. And yeah, I can understand like there are limitations. Sometimes outside limitations give us make us kind of impose inside limitations on ourselves. Maybe Tina may have problems with just finding the right partners in terms of manufacturing, you know, mm-hmm. and those could say, okay, why do, and she could say, well, instead of dealing with all of these things, let me try to consolidate on the little that someone can do for me mm-hmm. and just stay there and be strong. But I think that way we, we are so little in the ecosystem that we can't be seen, you know, but I, I mean, again, it's a, it's a choice, you know, but I do think that there's room in the market for us to widen our scope from in a, in, in a market, especially in the market with social media and all the other applicable uh, media that is there. Um, but I think if you can have good production, you know, good sourcing, um, there's plenty of room to increase the weight of your line. Uh, it's a beautiful line. I mean, that's um, what I would say. I would you mean think. to me? Yeah, I would think, yeah. I would think that, I mean, staying small, of course, is a, is, is, is a personal decision, hmm. but the line is so beautiful that staying small. <laughs> it's not it, fair. But it, yeah, I mean, it takes away. Let the rest of the world get a piece okay. of it. I'm very flattered that, you know, that really, um, it, it makes me really happy uh, to, to hear things like this. Um, but um, I've been thinking about that. So we already have um, a manufacturer that can produce more in, in Paris. So this is, the, you know, the studio that I'm working with. And uh, if we were, you know, if I want to increase um, the numbers, that's not even, that's not an issue. Um, like, you know, like, you know, I've been doing this for, 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 for a while. So, um, I, I did in the beginning, that was my main issue actually, because we couldn't find someone that could produce, you know, um, the quantity that was required from the, uh, the buyers we had and, um, and, um, and also the quality. So that limited me, um, that was a limitation in the beginning, but um, it's it's not a limitation anymore. So at the moment, it is a choice. But I will take your your facts into uh, consideration. And, because, uh, and, and 
But that's how we impact them. That's how Africa. <laughs> well, that's how Africa impacts. That's how Africa impacts the the, 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 the the fashion world by each of us taking a, a, a position. And if we don't take a position, then it's someone else takes it. And yeah. we take a position by having some just feeding the market with what our ideas are. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's true. I mean, we tried to do that. Um, you know, every time um, I went to Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week uh, in Joburg, um, we usually tend to seat. You know, all the designers such as Kiko Romeo, uh, Taibo. Um, you know, we, we we sit down for breakfast and and just share. You know, the things that are going on, the issues that happened, and you know, just try to you know to give each other ideas and how to improve. Uh, the you know the industry that we're working in so that you know that's always helpful um and also this interview you know it it, it is great i'm just happy <laughs> yeah that, that's good yes now tina um another thing i want to uh talk about is collaborations now obviously yeah. some interventions and collaborations are more successful than others in this industry mm-hmm. But what is primarily important is the doubling, the mixing, the fantastic results that come from creatives collaborating. Do you yes. have any collaborative projects, any collaborative collections that we can look at coming up or have you thought of it? Uh, I do. Um, so I am thinking of collaborating with someone in London uh, for the SMB brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will come out uh, next year because we obviously want to you know, make sure everything is perfect and uh and ideally, we would um, also like document the um, the collaboration so people will know how the idea comes across and etc. And uh, for Tina Lebondi, I did have collaboration before. So in the new collection, we have um, you know a handbag that we collaborated with the, a designer from Ghana. Um, and, you know, I'm just really excited to do the photo shoots and, and to present these things. Um, and I'm also working on um, a jewelry brand, which I wanted to keep a secret, uh, but I'm just... Um, don't don't I'm kiss just... and tell. Don't kiss and tell. Do not do, <laughs> not no, no, do no, no, it. I'm, just, Tina. I'm not saying anything, <laughs> but it's just, you know, we pre- we're working on a lot of projects. Um, so collaboration, I believe, is, you know, is the future us um you know in 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 africa to you know to, to to work with each other and to support each other because you know we are building an industry and we can't do that on our own it's you know it's it's not it's not going to be uh possible and i think tina, so we'll have, but, y- uh, yes i think tina also just to add on to that is based on your very select exclusive sort of direction that you really still feel stuck to um, the mm-hmm. collaborations, I think, would also really work well for your brand because that is where then you can venture into providing a bit more for the numbers through the collaborations Definitely. and then still honing and keeping that special exclusive touch for Tina with your five pieces per style. I'm so inspired by this. God, I would be, I don't know where, <laughs> if I was to do five pieces per style, I do not know what would have happened. But then it's interesting and it's special that each brand have their own journey, have their own ways that work, have their own tips and tricks and, and, and it works for each brand. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. That's what makes us diverse and that's what makes the industry so colorful yet so promising. You know? (laughs) (laughs) It is true. It is so true. So now let's talk about target markets. Where are you in the globe? Where, where are you stalking or where can people actually experience some of your brand pieces in the global market? And what are some of your target markets? Who is the Tina Lobondi brand talking to? Um, 
We are targeting women, obviously, um, you know, if, if I'm referring to a business plan uh, between the age of, you know, 18 to, to 60. Um, but obviously, that's not a limitation, but um, we have a lot of private clients uh, and celebrities. Um, and, you know, those are the ones we work with the most. Um, and, um, and yeah, but, you know, at the moment, we are selling in, in Washington, in London, in, uh, with the brand Kisua actually in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we designed a collection for Kisua, which uh, has been working really well. Um, and, uh, and I think I just want to be more in, you know, on the African continent. In the States, the market is, you know, it's very large and very big. And, you know, we've been lucky to, to have a supplier which, um, you know, stocks our collections every year. Uh, for the past three years, um, in uh, Belgium, um, where's the other one? I think it's yeah, in Belgium, Amsterdam, Paris, of course. Uh, we're doing a fashion show and a trade show in Portugal, so that'll be the first time that we ta- um, we tap into that market. Uh, I know we've we've sold to a couple of clients there, um, um, like on a you know individual. Hello. Okay. Wow. Now, Tina, um, let's unpack Esimbi just a little bit because I know that that's one of the things that you are working on now. Could you just share with our listeners yeah. and let us know a bit about the project? Of course. Esimbi is um, a project to, um, it's a platform that I created to support education in Congo for, for kids. And uh, we are working with um, a couple of schools and uh, and ONGs to you know to pay for the for the children's school fees and things like this. So at the moment, I'm raising money through selling the t- the t-shirts that we have, and we're also having um, an open air art competition in Chasa in October. Tina, we are losing you again. Just cultural days with. Can you hear me? Hello, Hello, Tina. Yes. Sir. Yeah, we're losing you again. I think um, just share with us a tip that you can um, share with African brands that are starting up today, and then we will um, we will have to uh, say goodbye and and do the rest mm-hmm. offline. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, well, a tip. What can I say? I think um, it's very important for you know for African brands to. To understand that, you know, like we said before, the market is very big in Africa. We are not um, each other's competition, uh, you know, as much as we think. Uh, and like, you know, again, as we said, collaboration will be really big and important in the future. And, uh, you know, for us to build a really strong industry. Wow. And how can our listeners connect with you? Um, well, on my website. So it's www.tinalabondi.com and also we have uh, all the social media platforms such as Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter and it's also uh, um, at Tina Labondi. Tina, I want to thank you so much. Besides the rough line, at least we've got to pick a bit about what's <laughs> going on with your brand. Congratulations thank in everything you. that thank you're you doing so much. and thank all you. the best with Asimbi. Um, I think, um, like you said, there's no one who we don't have to feel like, I mean, competition is healthy. We all exist and we all have a different, unique offering. 
Um, and I think just moving ahead as the fashion industry when it comes to business should be the key thing for every brand at this point and not what is Tina doing? Why does that look like mine and whatever? But, um, yes, I mean, uh, Edgy, do you have any parting shots, uh, for Tina before we move on? No, I'm very proud of her work and I, um, I think she just needs to focus. Uh, well, she says she has very good sourcing and she can, that can, that can increase. Uh, her volumes. That is good. Um, she has to go ahead with that. The line is good and strong, and I think it, it can hold itself in the market space. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank Yes. Thank you very much, Tina, for joining us. All the best with My your pleasure. brand work and Thank your you so much, project Thank you. and Thank everything you. else, and we will be in touch. Of Thank course. You Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having <laughs> us. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. So, T, do you know that we host motoring's biggest power hour? Yes, I do. And do you know that it's not just a show about cars, but it's a show that covers a host of relevant motoring topics? Yes, I do. And do you know that there are over 1 billion cars currently in use on Earth and that the new car smell is composed of over 50 volatile organic compounds? Uh, no. Make sure you're up to speed with all things motoring by tuning into Auto Central every Monday morning at 9 a.m. just after the Gareth Cliff Show or download the podcast on autotrader.co.za. Auto Central, motoring's biggest power hour, powered by Auto Trader. How to start your great with Kellogg's and the Kelman 20. Don't procrastinate. Do what you want to do and do it now. Be as good as you can, but they can't actually ignore you. Run your own race and stop comparing yourself to other people. On your own pace, your own race, your own lane. Love yourself enough to work on yourself and be honest with yourself. The main thing is action every single day. Small attainable goals that will get you in the right direction. Hashtag start your great. This is cliffcentral.com. Thank you for joining us again. This is the Fashion Lab. We hold it down here every Thursday, 1 to 2 Central Africa time. And we've been talking to Tina Lobondi. This has been an exclusive and we love this exclusives because we just don't get to hear enough around brand narratives and what the brand is really about. Most of the time it's about, oh yeah, Liz, what that, what, what. So we're really trying to unpack it. We're really trying to have conversations and really understand where these different brands are coming from and where they're going to. Edgy, thank you for joining us again. Thank you. Welcome back. And Morag, thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Morag. What are you wearing? You know, we missed you in person, but... Sure I'm, I'm in my I'm in my working stock today. No, be creative, Morag. What are you wearing? <laughs> What's inspired? Um, I'm wearing my favorite um, Yeezy sneakers. Um, just all black, you know, very creative today. And then just a nice kimono. Fantastic. Well, welcome to the show, um, Morag. We've been you. talking to. Yeah, I've been um, listening. Yes. And uh, she's doing great things. I bumped into her at Mercedes Benz, and um, it's nice when the world is so globalized these days that you can just bump in, bump into everyone anywhere and everywhere, you know? Yes. And I, I love the fact that she's just so open to collaboration. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult in this industry when you're closed off to that. And I just find that it doesn't really get you anywhere at the end of the day, you know? 
<laughs> True. <laughs> Morag is saying it like it is. Now, Edgy, before we go on, I want to roll over to Morag um, and uh, have her also just share with us her glam up. Uh, Morag, I don't know what you have in your bags today, but we're very excited. It'd be a nice break to just share with us some of your tips. Give us a bit of a dose of some of your makeup um, things. <laughs> well, today yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm sure you've all figured I'm not in studio. I'm actually doing a fantastic um, bridal um, shoot collaboration. Um, and I found this color in my kit this morning, and it's called Little Buddha. Um, it's a MAC lip cosmetics lipstick, and it's just the most beautiful pink on any skin tone. It literally looks like you've just bitten your lips. You know that sort of blush that your, your lips get, you know? So that's my lipstick color of the week, um, and it's just you know, really easy going. It's one of those colors you can just start and, you know, whack on and off you go. Um, and, you know, obviously MAC Cosmetics um, is just a fantastic lipstick as well. The packaging is really beautiful. Um, it is a stay in line color. And I think it launched about three months ago in, in Africa. So it's quite a new um, color as well. And they're just doing such amazing things um, as far as new colors go, new sort of um, ingredients, et cetera, et cetera. And then in the world of beauty, there are endless tips and rules to, you know, getting you looking fabulous. And I think, Tina, you could also get a few tips here. But often we forget to listen to our own bodies. By this, I mean, as powerhouse women, we often forget that we can only do so much. And when it's tea or time out, we just need to actually listen to our bodies. Through that, I mean, is how to energize yourself in one evening from your kitchen straight into your bathroom. Firstly, you need to have a glass of water. Remember, water is life. There's nothing that makes you more exhausted than when you're dehydrated and you don't even know it. I mean, I'm actually sitting here thinking I haven't actually had a glass of water today. And, you know, when you're on the go and you're moving all the time, you often just forget to, to hydrate. Um, secondly, yes, your granny was right. We all just need a dose of the good old Epsom salts. For years, it's been a trusted cure for aches and pains. Thanks to um, actually Gwyneth Paltrow and Victoria Beckham that swear by this remedy. Epsom salts are fast becoming, um, you know, a beauty staple that everyone should have. And it's also hailed as the miracle fix for, you know, aches and pains, um, as well as detoxing the body, which is really amazing. Um, our skin is really, um, you know, obviously our skin is porous. So when you're soaking in an Epsom salt bath, what happens is your skin actually um, creates a reverse osmosis, which means that the toxins and excess fluids are drawn out of the skin as all the goodness goes in, this being magnesium and sulfate. And that's great for a mini detox as the sulfates in Epsom salts help flush out toxins, as I was saying, which, you know, if we, you know, on the go all the time, we're never taking a break, etc. We're getting headaches, we're getting fatigue and even nausea sometimes. The great thing about Salt is it actually helps with bouncy hair as well, believe it or not. And what it does is it actually soaks up the excess oil from the hair. All you need to do is just add a handful um, to your shampoo and just wash as normal. And you can also make a volumizing mask by heating some up together with conditioner and leaving it on your hair for 20 minutes. Epsom salt is also good for um, a deep cleansing facial that you can do at home, um, as well as a body exfoliator. Um, you know, with it being rich in minerals, it will rejuvenate, rehydrate your skin. And ladies, it's great for cellulite and your skin will be left luminous. I mean, who doesn't want luminous skin going into new seasons? 
Um, another thing that I really do all the time, um, you know, especially after a long shoot day or a long day on set, is um, soaking your feet in Epsom salts. Um, not only does it so- soothe aches and pains, but also after a day in heels. So, Liz, I think this would be good for you. I know you love your heels. <laughs> um, and it also serves as an anti-inflammatory, believe it or not, which will obviously um, reduce any swelling and puffiness. Um, and then also, you know, as us being jet-setting women, soaking an Epsom salts bath, as I was saying, um, what happens with the reverse osmosis that happens is it actually sort of puts you into a bit of a trance. So it completely shuts down your body and just relaxes you, which means you'll get a full restful sleep, um, you know, with your jet lag. And um, the magnesium sulfate actually activates your body's healing mechanisms, um, which is why many athletes actually soak in an Epsom salts bath before a race. And then, of course, an inner cleanse. So um, to ease an overloaded or poorly functioned digestive system, you know, with traveling and, you know, on the go, we often forget to just release a little bit. And um, what it does is it actually works as a laxative. You just need to take the food-grade Epsom salts, not the, you know, the normal one that you're bathing in, etc. cetera. Um, and it's advisable to take this in the morning. So that's my little daily dose of Epsom salts and how amazing it is. Hmm. Thank you um, so And mu- you can follow me on – sorry, Liz? I was going to say thank you so much. I'm going to buy me some Epsom salt, and then I'm going to have you to ta- have you take me through the processes and- <laughs> again. <laughs> Yes, and the point that Victoria Beckham uses it, I mean, who doesn't want to look like her? <laughs> um, and then um, just lastly, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Morag Stain. That's M-O-R-A-G-S-T-E-Y-N. And have a wonderful weekend, ladies, and get soaking in those Epsom salts. <laughs> we sure will get soaking this weekend. Edgy, are you going to soak in some Epsom salts? <laughs> I've heard about it. I haven't tried it yet. Well, I guess but now I, it sounds very interesting. I guess this is our time to actually try yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So, but thank you very much for the glam up, uh, Morag. Um, I want us to go into um, who would you want to address and why? Edgy, thank you for your contribution. Um, it was a great conversation we were having with Tina. And uh, the reason I also love your echoes from New York and why it actually applies is because it's nice to get feedback from a different side of the world. Um, and because of the fact that you work with brands on a daily basis, um, helping them conceptualize and, and produce and distribute and understanding the markets, I thought that it was really nice to plug you in on that um, from the beginning. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's. I think we have we have great stories in Africa. Just um, um, we. I think we are going to have to force these stories out. Let the world see them. We have to compete. And um, I mean, for for a line like her, she's already outside, so it's just for her to expand a little bit her production and be open to more than five pieces of style. And I think the whole world can at least benefit from it. Yes. No, it's beautiful. Now, I want us to go straight into our who would you want to dress and why. Um, thank you for your glam up session, Morag. We always appreciate it. And I always thank find you. myself using or applying something one way or the other. Um, well, I, yes. Good. And I want to start. I'm glad I can inspire. Yes. And I, because you're inspiring us today, I'd like to start with you. Who would you want to dress and why? <laughs> 
Um, I actually, I'm not going to be dressing as celebrities or anything today. I would actually just like to dress one of my best friends, Stephanie Gale. Um, yeah, I would just love to give her a complete makeover and make her look fabulous. Okay. And why? Why? Because she's having a little bit of a tough time at the moment. I just, yeah, you know, as a, as a woman to another woman and as a friend to another friend, really. Okay, well, that's fair enough. And uh, Edgy, who would you want to dress besides yourself, please? Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. This part always, me. <laughs> always gets me, you know. I mean, there's so many people I think of. Yeah, know, we are, but, but today, the one that we want besides you, <laughs> Edgy, please. <laughs> Is it besides you? Too? Besides you. Because I have, I have something for you. Okay, go ahead. Seriously. I, no, I'm not joking. Uh, we were, when we were with, um, Farai the other day to, to look at this space, mm -hmm. we saw this amazing androgynous long coat. And I was thinking of you. So that's something I'm thinking of you for when you're in New York. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's wow. do, let's do that then. Well, um, I, <laughs> I think, um, Edgy always cheats Morag in this one. So I think when we have time, we'll be doing two each and then he can do one. So we can kind of just like at least have four people if we are three, you know? Um, today I would want to dress Morag. I don't think I've ever wanted to dress you. And I know like, you might say I'm boring. Yes, but I want to dress Morag because, um, she's, uh, a Sasha Fierce. <laughs> <laughs> so Morag, Morag, something about Morag is she's, she's stunning. She's, uh, she's beautiful. Uh, she's very powerful. She's very, um, she's got this fierce side of her that really brings in some sort of balance. So you kind of look at her. It's almost like a mystery and solved mysteries, right? So I would like to solve that mystery. I'd like to dress Morag <laughs> because I think you can work my brand really well. Otherwise, guys, Absolutely. I think that today we've really been good on time. Um, it's been nice having you. Uh, Epsom Salt is going down this weekend for sure. Um, Edgy, whatever else is going on there, share with us. Let us know what's going on in the fashion industry. I can't wait. New York is coming up. Um, and we're going to be doing some really fun things in New York in September so with New York Fashion Week and everyone else. Um, Obviously, we also have some surprises. I don't want to kiss and tell. We'll talk about it next week before we get off. Um, otherwise, I just think it's been really great for those fashion businesses out there who are doing their thing. Um, it's interesting um, to have other insights of what other brands are doing sometimes. And it's also good to be able to know that it's okay to be unique. It's okay to be able to push whatever you feel is the closest thing to you because it's your soul that you're actually selling and people will consume your soul, not your, not let me see yeah, what Morag did yeah. that I did. I couldn't it. agree more, Liz. I yeah. feel like that every day. Any parting shots so from you too? To <laughs> uh, for me, I would say let's compete as African designers. Let's compete. Let's be present in the eco space. That's, that's what I would say. We, we have to, we don't have any limitations except the ones we put on ourselves. Wow. You sound like Oshwari last week because it feels like the same conversation is happening again and again. Mm. Thank you for that. Yes, and Mora? Also, Liz, you know, as much as, as much as we need competition um, in the industry, we also once again need collaboration. And 
don't cut your nose to spite your face um, because <laughs> at the end of the day, the more people who work together, the more amazing things we can all create. Truly. Absolutely. Truly. Absolutely. You had it all. Mm. This is the Fashion Lab. We're on www.fashionlabafrica.com. Peace and love until next week. Thank you. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com.